The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hey everybody, how you doing? Thanks for coming back to the show. Uh, Not much to update you on, surprisingly. I've been doing some classes still. Uh, This past Saturday I did some sessions of my Thunderdome webinar, did a couple different subjects on um, septum piercing and troubleshooting, shadowing and mentoring. Uh, That stuff will be up on my my Patreon. That webinar will be up on there pretty soon. Uh, And on Monday, as this episode comes out, I'll be doing some free classes for the APP on tongue piercing. should be pretty fun. I, I like that class a lot. And this Sunday on the 19th, I've got a, a private webinar on nipple piercing with a little bit of bevel theory. And uh, if you're interested in any of that stuff, you know, go ahead and check out Body Art Education by Ryan Willett on Facebook. That's where I'm going to put all the details on classes and signing up and scheduling and all that stuff. This Saturday, I'm going to take the uh, the weekend off from the free webinars. Uh, I'm just going to think about what I want to teach next, uh, maybe write some new material or tweak some old material. Uh, So I'll just need a little bit of time for that. Uh, Shockingly, I ran out of classes after uh, a month of doing them weekly, so I don't really know what else I'm going to do, but I'm going to find something and figure it out. For this week, I've got kind of a a check-in episode, checking in with Leo Zebel from Mint Piercing in Iowa, uh, just kind of talking about what's going on for, for him during the closure. Leo has been a longtime supporter of the show and and of me, and uh, I really appreciate it, so thanks, Leo. And Leo came on the show about two years ago on episode 43, so if you're looking for just a cool time capsule episode to talk about like a shop kind of running at their their peak operation, go back and listen to episode 43 with Leo Zebol. And then uh, within a few episodes after that, there's also a two-part episode with Brianna Sheehan from Mint Piercing, where we talk all about jewelry, jewelry strategy, different kinds of gold and stone, and lots of stuff related to customer service. So those are some really good episodes with the the staff from Mint Piercing. Uh, For this week's episode, Leo Leo and I just kind of talk about, um, you know, what's going on with our staff and... The, uh, the things that we can do to support them, make sure that they're going to be doing okay through all this uncertainty, and uh, what it's like for us with our home life, just kind of settling in, the projects we're working on, the things we're doing to try to keep ourselves sane and, and motivated. Uh, we talk a little bit about benefits applications and things like that. Uh, if you're out there and you're self-employed or if you're a shop owner or something, uh, look into the payroll protection plan if you haven't already. That I think is going to be one of the, the better programs available to uh, to help out people in our industry uh, and certainly take advantage of any uh, state or, or federal benefits programs that might be available to you. I know that I'm applying to all that I can. So uh, let's uh, let's just get into this uh, this interview. We got kind of excited and we just got into it. We like having conversations with each other. And uh, I forgot to have Leo do a little intro. So you can check out Mint Piercing on uh, Instagram, social media at just at Mint Piercing. Uh, and uh, they've got a little bit of info on their Instagram page. Looks like everything is uh, 19% off on their web store. So that's pretty cool. If you're a, a 
piercing fan. If you're looking for some new jewelry uh, during this downtime, go and check out uh, Mint Piercing. Get 19% off, which is not very typical for uh, for the, the quality of jewelry that they're selling. Uh, a lot of stuff from BVLA and, and really high-end companies. So go ahead and check that stuff out. Uh, they also talk about uh, some stuff that I think a lot of shops are going to be doing more frequently is doing uh, FaceTime or, or Zoom check-ins with their clients if they have any sort of questions or need any sort of troubleshooting. So it's a really good conversation. Let's go ahead and get into it with uh, Leo Zeball, and I'll be back a little bit at the end. So, um, so I, I guess you know personally, like, how are you? How's how is uh, life these days? You know, it's honestly really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, as uh, in the position that we're in, you know, not having to be as involved in the day to day of a studio, it's easy to think that like, oh, we don't do much. Um, but it's also easy to overlook the emotional weight of running a business, mm. whether are physically in the business or not. Yeah. And that's been the biggest thing that I've noticed these last few weeks is this is like a real vacation because you never have a real vacation. You're always thinking about what's going on or keeping an eye on, uh, you know, the group messaging system or, you know, things like that. You have to really make a conscious effort to shut it down. But right now it's, it's like there's nothing going on even in the background. And so I've actually had a really a lot better time just being present these last mm. few weeks and just focusing on what's in front of me and kind of being where my hands are. And it's honestly been really nice. Yeah. It's like, it's weird because I think, um, you know, body piercers tend to be, uh, achievers or overachievers, you know, from, from my experience, yeah. a lot of them and, uh, business owners are, you know, maybe a little bit more so too. And, wear a lot of hats and do a lot of checking in and, you know, keep a lot of balls in the air, whatever analogy you want to use. And now it's like, there is no project to check up on. There is no, you know, uh, order that, that you need to call and get an ETA on. There's no, you know, there's not much banking to do. You don't have to worry about supplies or like maintenance cleaning mm -hmm. or all this stuff. So it's like, yeah, you get to focus on what your home life is and it really shows you the glaring gaps in like what mm -hmm. you haven't prioritized before yes. or something like this. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a really strong insight. I think a lot of people are faced with the reality of who they are. Mm -hmm. outside of piercing because you know for the longest time i think everybody goes through this that you know we just live and breathe this stuff and you know many of us as we get older we come it comes to a head and it gets to a point where we realize that like i kind of want more out of life than just my work mm -hmm. and um you know it's it's that's a tough place uh, to be if you don't get to have that nice gradual transition into kind of building a, a life outside of work for yourself. And, you know, if you're one of those people who might have been faced with, um, you know, almost like running into a brick wall, you know, when all this happened and you're just forced to uh, just be there with yourself, um, that can be, uh, can be really tough. And I know a lot of people who are really struggling right now. Yeah. Uh, you you know, you, you, set, you set routines for yourself and rituals and different uh, support systems and all that stuff. And a, a lot yeah. of that stuff has just been wiped out for people, you know? So like I have, I have people in my family who go to, uh, you know, substance counseling. I've got other people where, you know, they want to stay really busy. Uh, I've got other people who it's like, this is probably the longest time they've been spending with their partner or their kids in a long mm. while. And maybe it's just 
maybe it's just awkward or maybe you have to do some catching oh up gosh. on like your life skills. Yeah. Yeah. I know several people who are, you know, they were kind of in a rocky place with their home life going into this. And, and now rather than having the option to, you know, have some healthy separation or some distance, you're just like stuck with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm blessed, man. I'm not experiencing any of that personally, but yeah. I have so much. Um, uh, my heart goes out to those those who are struggling with those kinds of things. It's a uh, a big opportunity for growth. I will say that. Um, I think uh, I think this is the point where we're all kind of really, really settling into it. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I think that during the first maybe two weeks of this stuff, depending on yeah. when people were forced to or decided to close their studios. But during that first two weeks, I think it was just like, we're going to bang out this time. You know, maybe we'll wax our floors or do inventory and then we're going to get right, right back to it. And now people yeah. are setting into like the long-term reality of it. It's like, well, maybe, maybe we can open at the end of the spring or the beginning of the summer. Or, you know, I don't think it's really realistic that a lot of people are going to be going back to work within the next two weeks or something, you know? Well, because it's not gone, and there's no treatment or cure for it at this point. So, like, what is that actually going to achieve? Sure. Once, once, once the world ramps up again, I mean, I feel like as a, an uneducated uh, assumer, is that you know it will flare up again. Yeah. If there's still traces of it out there, and all of a sudden everybody goes back to their normal way of doing things, so I, I really have a lot of doubts that it's just going to, you know, fizzle out over the next couple of weeks, and we're going to be back to work May first. I think, um, uh, so Lola Slider mentioned something where, where she kind of referred to it as almost the stages of grief. You know, it's like first it's denial and Great. then maybe you can work your way towards acceptance, you know, but there's a lot of steps so in, in there, bargaining and, and all that yeah. stuff. And I, I think a lot of us <laughs> had that where it's like, all right, I can stay open as long as we wear, everybody wear face masks and eye shields right. and hand sanitizer yep. at the front counter. And, and then you get... And then if you get to that point where you're in acceptance, it's just like, well, shit, you know, like, I can just stay home, you know? And and I really feel for the people who don't have government support systems because, you know, if you're in the States, you know, maybe some states are going to take care of you, some states are not. I think outside of the U.S., I've seen, like, a huge difference. Uh, some, Some places are, you know, talking about a universal income for people. Other people are just like, we have no option of support for probably the next three to six months, and, and who knows, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just, I'm glad that I'm not in a position to have to make those kinds of decisions because... It's so easy as an observer sitting in your home to have an opinion on what the right thing to do is, but we don't have any clue sure. what the ramifications of any of these decisions are. Right, right. You know, and the, there are still the people out there who kind of feel like it's a, a hoax or feel like it's it's right. not going to affect them. It's an internet problem or it's not reality. And, um, you know, I, I think, what was it, two weeks ago when, when Trump made that quote being like, you know, oh yeah, we're going to keep... We'll, we'll keep our deaths under 100 or something. And now two weeks later, it's 15,000 people dead. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what to think about it, but I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling really fortunate that I'm in a state that's offering uh, unemployment mm-hmm. benefits to self-employed, yeah. to subcontractors, along with, with payroll. So does, yeah. does your state offer any kind of support for your staff? Not yet. We've applied for a couple of things. Um, we haven't really received anything yet. We've been paying our staff uh, 60% of their hours since we closed. Wow. You know, we have, I was lucky enough to have a little bit uh, of a cushion to fall back on. I've been mm-hmm. setting aside a little bit of money every week uh, for the past, I 
year and a half. And, you know, it's, it's not an endless amount of money, sure. um, but it's something and yeah. it, it, it can get us through probably about a month paying our staff, um, 60% of their hours, but our state unemployment, uh, agency has put a, uh, a thing in place where even if your hours are reduced due to COVID-19 that you can, um, still be eligible for unemployment benefits. Mm-hmm. So we've encouraged our staff to apply for those as well. And, um, that's been tricky and slow going from what I understand as well. Um, are you already familiar with the payroll protection act or payroll yes. protection plan? Oh yeah. Um, we applied for that the day that it became available. And luckily mm-hmm. the bank that we have banked with for 15 years, uh, is what is an approved lender. And so I've had a, a banker on the inside there that's been kind of helping to fast track that. I haven't seen any results from it yet. Um, but yeah. we've, you know, had the second round of the request for documentation. So we've, submitted all of that and boy that's another place that i'm just so thankful to kind of be going into this with my shit together in regards to the structure of my business right and just to be able to you know hit those reports and send them on over and just say here's you know the documentation for our payroll for the last year and so if if that goes through that's going to be uh tremendously helpful yeah yeah oh yeah um i i think that again to 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 mention the the position you're in is that this is the kind of stuff that's available to you if you have a fully legit business. Yes. And I'm I'm not saying yeah. that you know not having payroll means you're not legit. Like I don't want to say that because for years, like I I had different pay structures and whatever. You know, more contractors, more just different stuff. You know, and now that I've got actual payroll, um, that makes it a lot more clear cut for my staff to be able to apply for benefits. For me to be mm-hmm. able to give the banks information to potentially get uh, benefits for the business that can that can further protect the staff, so all that stuff is a huge difference, you know. But I'm also looking at it as that the tattooers in my studio mm-hmm. um, were very adamant about keeping themselves independent and sure. subcontractors and all that stuff. So they're on kind of like a booth rent model, but now they're seeing that there's nothing I can do to support them really because they're they're independent they're self-employed yes. technically they're running their own business and they are responsible to file for these things that you are filing for for your actual employees sure yeah, yeah. so it's it's all a mess right now i i talked to someone from the SBA uh, i think it was 2 days ago and they were telling me about uh, there's an additional stimulus plan that they're that they're trying to work out where people will get uh, $600 a week to try to Pace their, you know, like the 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 businesses that won't be able to apply for payroll protection, things like that. Uh, those mm-hmm. people who are independent or self-employed or whatever. Uh, if you're applying for other state benefits, supposedly you're going to be able to to get uh, $600 a week from a federal benefit. But you know, I don't think anybody's gotten an actual check yet at this point. So it's all just kind of promises. Yeah, yeah, and I think time will tell with that. I, I really have a lot of faith that everything is going to be okay in regards to this. You know, there's, there's no way that people can just not have any money or any resources for a a very extended period of time. And and we're still pretty early into this. And Mm -hmm. I know there are a lot of people who are already really struggling financially. And that's a really tough place to be in the stress level of that situation. It's got to be pretty terrible in some cases. Um, But you know, if this does extend, for you know a longer period of time, I'm sure there will be revisions. I'm sure there will be 
second and third rounds, um, you know, of, of help that's going to be available for people. But at the same time, you know, they can't just throw the baby out with the bathwater and give everybody everything that they need immediately without really thinking about what that actually involves. So sure, I, yeah. Again, I'm just glad it's not me that has to look at this stuff and make these kinds of decisions. My decisions I have to make today are are simple and small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really what I want to be able to to have is some sort of safety net where my staff doesn't have to make a decision to come back to work before they're ready and before it's safe. Like I know people out there are going to have to make those decisions and maybe those are the same people that were like, I don't need to close, I don't need to close, and then they closed. And now they're probably having the thought process of like, when can we reopen, when can we reopen? And I don't want my staff to have to to worry about it and make a decision based on income. So hopefully nope. there can be, you know, support and they can actually start getting checks to alleviate that pressure. Definitely. Yeah. Cause I mean, we, we closed probably a week to two weeks before uh, we were mandated to just mm-hmm. because it just felt weird yeah. to be open. You know, yeah. like we, we had decided to close on a certain day and the day before that it was like every interaction that you were having with someone was like tense and weird and awkward. And like, mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel it was the you same know, for it, me. I had a, I had a Saturday that was really busy, and yeah. then on Monday that was when the APP was starting to really push the the concept of like, hey, close close and close early. Yeah. And then by Tuesday, I just had to make the decision of like, we we can't we can't stay open if even one person on my staff or one of my clients feels unsafe, like yeah. we we can't stay open. <laughs> you know if it's not me and they're working with people like what kind of a monster is gonna tell people they have to come to work in a situation like this sure yeah well you know i think it's it i think it's tough because some people you know they they might not have any options and and i i saw people that were in still in that kind of bargaining phase for you know maybe a good solid week after the app put it out there is like hey it's time to close and they were all having the same kind of thing. It's like, well, I need to pay bills. And it's like, yeah, but so does everyone else. And like all these other people are making the decision because it's a, it's a, it's a public safety issue. It's not just me that I have to worry about. Like I think as owners, uh, you've probably done tasks around the shop where, you, you know, maybe it's not the safest thing, but you don't assign that to someone else. You know, if you need to change a light bulb way up tall on a ladder, it's like, I will do that. I don't want to have to worry about you doing that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that, and that's it. You know, if I'm not willing to be in there myself, then that's problematic. But that's also a pretty short-sighted way to think too. Like my expenses are adorable compared mm-hmm. to you know maybe some of these, uh, especially some of these shops in like the the casinos in Las Vegas. Sure. The yeah. rent at those places. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's it's not even in the same universe as what I'm expected to pay. Right. And until the building owner or the property owner gets some sort of assistance, their bills don't stop either. Mm-hmm. So if you're all of a sudden in a situation where you are racking up tens of thousands of dollars rapidly in debt, you, you just, it's not that easy just to make that choice. I mean, it's easier for someone in my situation to make that choice because I'm committing you know, to pay six people uh, you know, a reduced amount of hours than they're used to getting. I'm committing to pay, you know, a couple thousand dollars in rent at either, at both of our locations. I mean, it's not a huge amount of money mm-hmm. if we don't have anything coming in. And um, yeah, so that's a good thing to keep in mind too. It's so easy to to get into the the place of judgment in regards to 
people who aren't closing or, or the decisions that they're making with their lives or their business. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, people are going to do what they feel is right and feel is best for them. Mm. And they're either going to benefit from those decisions or they're going to suffer the consequences of those decisions. And all we can really focus on is ourselves yeah. and what feels right for us. Uh, I don't want any of us to have to have the experience of, okay, one of my staff members is ill or one of my clients got ill from an interaction at my studio. Like I don't want to, I don't want to ever have to have that thought process or worry or, you know, consequences. Yep. Yeah. It felt better for me in the weeks that we were closed and some of our competitors were still open. It felt better for me just to know that my staff was okay. Yeah. And, you know, I was really glad to not get into that place of, you know, being resentful because someone else is open and we're not, or they're not doing the right thing or anything like that. Because you know, everybody has to make their own decision. And everybody's coming to the table with a different set of life experiences that's going to shape those decisions in the first place. Yeah. 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 I remember having the, you know, the conversations of like, Hey, what are you feeling? You know, because maybe somebody's not plugged into the news or maybe it's just somebody's really amped up by conspiracy theories or whatever. So I wanted to talk to everybody, see where they're at. And, you know, I, I feel comfortable with the decision I made. We closed yeah. relatively early. And now it's really just, I'm, try, I'm trying to check in with my people as frequently as possible. I'm trying to run down any bit of information I can about financial programs, make sure they're all aware of everything and just making sure that they're in a good headspace and all that stuff. So, like, that's kind of my my job now is just checking in on them as as people. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's a big part of our role as, as leaders in a studio every day, you know, is to guide the culture of the studio. And the culture has a lot to do with people's well-being, their level of connectedness with each other, their level of communication with each other. And so, yeah, anytime we can open up that uh, to them is really helpful. We did a, a Zoom meeting as a group. We do a first Thursday meeting every month, uh, even in, in other times. We all get together and you know, talk about things that are going on or we'll have a topic, kind of discuss, um, you know, different things about what we're working on in our personal lives or, or professionally or things we want to grow in. And uh, so we made a point to make sure and do that. And that was cool to get everybody together and get everybody communicating. And then there's a, a core group of people within the studio, the management and um, uh, Brianna and one of our jewelry specialists, Bree, and our piercer and manager, Janessa. Uh, we've all been kind of communicating pretty extensively on just trying to keep things, you know, anything we can moving in regards to, you know, customer communication and social media stuff and selling jewelry online and stuff like that in the meantime. So what's your, like, do you have like a, a business model that you're trying to maintain right now? Or is it more of like a customer care model that you're trying to maintain? Mm, it's nothing formal. I mean, I think there's, I have a kind of a, a vision of kind of how things can go right now and we can maximize any opportunities that we have currently to keep customers engaged and, and to still, you know, keep some cash coming through. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's all just kind of trying to adapt day to day. You know, there's nothing, nothing formal. It's more just saying, okay, well, what do we have to work with right now? Let's not double down and, and work on that you know, 24 seven, but let's put a little bit of effort into it and not just go completely feral yeah. in the meantime. But at the same time, there's only so much to do, you know, and, and it gets to a certain point where, uh, the stuff that, you know, people could be doing, it's not even worth doing. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not worth paying too much attention to because, you know, the social media stuff takes 
I don't know, maybe an hour a day just to kind of look at it and interact with somebody. The, the, the most difficult thing we're facing right now is troubleshooting. You know, like people right. are having problems with piercings. That's yeah. a, that happens at every studio. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so trying to help people as much as we can without the ability to change jewelry if we need to. Uh, we've been doing um, some Zoom consultations. We've had a lot of people sending photos back and forth. And uh, just really trying to let them know that we're here if they do have any issues. Uh, we had uh, an issue pretty, uh, it was April 1st, because we had we didn't know how long we were going to be closed. We blocked off our online booking schedule through April 1st, thinking, you know, we'll, we'll revisit it then and, and go from there. And we had a girl who had scheduled a checkup on the 1st, and uh, we just didn't even realize that it was there because we hadn't, you know, April 1st came and we didn't push out the block on the schedule any further. And uh, we found out that she showed up for her checkup because she got an automated reminder for her checkup. Oh. Uh, and we found out that uh, she had been to the shop through uh, a bad review. So that was that was fun. Oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you gonna What are you gonna do? Yeah, you know, no, I, I, I'm bad. in a similar we spot. Pushed out, you know, and. Thanks for letting us know. We were able to get a hold of her and, and figure out what was going on and share some photos back and forth. But, I mean, you just gotta you just gotta keep a sense of humor about the whole thing because we're all we're all in the same boat. You know, yeah. this isn't just a local issue. This is everyone in the world. Right. And that I is, haven't uh, um so I haven't crazy. run into anyone. I haven't run into anyone yet who's been like. But what about me? I think everybody's kind of like you can't offer anything, right? And it's like nope. And they're like okay, I get it. You know. Uh, wow. But at, at first, you know, we, we I, I remember before we made the decision to close, I told um, someone on my staff, like, all right, call everybody who's scheduled within the next two weeks and just and just push them out a little bit, yeah. you know, just just push them out by a couple of weeks. And then like a day or two later, I had to go back to the same person and be like, you know, all those people that you've been calling, you need to call all of them and tell them that we're going to have an indefinite closure. And yeah. everybody was like, pretty universally cool with it because like it didn't it wasn't just us it wasn't like we're the only shop closing it was like everybody's closing everybody understands that we need to hunker down for a little while and i kind of just went dark on it like i i know that i i could do a better job of engaging with people on social media but i just i kind of switched off because it was like well i don't have any good news for you i don't have a reopen date i don't you know, I had to start to retract what I, what promises I was making early on. I was saying like, well, you know, if you needed a, a jewelry change for maybe like a medical reason, you need a glass retainer for an MRI, like I can meet you at the shop to do that. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Again, it's the bargaining. Yeah. And I did that once or twice. And then by like the second or third, you know, this, maybe the second time I had to go in on that week when again, dead silent, nobody else in there, no music on. You know, it just felt like, it felt like a, like a mausoleum, you know, and it was just like, I don't, I don't need to be here doing this. Like if you need a retainer, I can ship one to you and I can explain for you how to change it. But like, I, I can't, I can't be like going in and risking anyone's safety just for, for a body piercing, you know, as much as I love body piercing and care about it at a certain point, it's like, I care about the person more than I care about the piercing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and when it comes to necessary business, we're the first to go. You know, sure. we, are, we are so far from necessary. Yeah. comes to that kind of thing. And, and it's been cool to see people recognize that. And, and back to your comment about, you know, not obsessing over the social media and, and worrying so much about, you know, being available. The people that, that need something will get a hold of you. And, sure. You know, and they're going to be okay. 
and and you're going to be okay. I think this is such a great opportunity. Like I was saying when we first opened, to uh, uh, you know just take it easy and and relax and let go of some of that stuff for a little while. Mm-hmm. And that's been that's been a treat, honestly, just to uh, to not be you know, keeping such a close eye on that and encouraging my staff to do the same thing. You know, to to not be on it twenty four seven because it's so easy to do. Uh, there's this, there's this song. Did you, did you listen to that, that, that episode I put up the other day, the COVID closure three? Uh, probably. Um, so the one where I was basically just talking about classes, I, I put a song on there called, uh, uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, it's later than you think. And like, yeah. I, I love that song. I have loved, loved it for a long time. And like, really, these are the moments where you get like existential and you really think about things. And I'm really trying to think about what I want my shop culture to be like if and when we do go back to work and what I want my personal life and what I want the personal life to be like for my staff. And like, I'm enjoying having, having days for myself where I don't have to think about work or stress. And it's like, you know, maybe money is going to be somewhere in the back of my mind, but less and less, uh, in, in the way that I would worry about it in the, in the past, you know, and now it's like, well, when we go back, like, do I want to go back to obsessing over every little thing or just, mm. or just taking care of the customers and, and yeah. letting things happen on their own and play out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of cool things that I think are going to come to the, come from this. I think it has a real kind of independence day vibe where it's kind of the, the human race coming together, you know, against a common enemy and right. uh, really kind of being forced to uh, set aside all these petty differences. I think as a, as a species, we've been so safe, so long that we've gotten so caught up in a lot of things that just aren't important and don't matter. And, uh, it's been pretty pretty awesome to see so much positivity come out of this and, and people calling each other and interacting with each other and FaceTiming more and, and just really kind of focusing more on what we do appreciate about each other and, right. and not so much about you know what other people are doing wrong or how people should be behaving or any of that kind of stuff. It's uh, it's neat. Yeah. Some, some definite positives to it. The the first couple of days, you know, I think people were treating it like a like a long weekend or something, you know, maybe yeah. a couple of drinks or like hang out in your pajamas, don't shower, whatever. And now that people are kind <laughs> of creating a, a life uh, at home, you know, rather mm-hmm. than just a day off, uh, I really love seeing piercers that are posting like, hey, this is me just playing playing the keyboard or the guitar or you know I'm painting or I'm I'm planting flowers or or whatever they're doing like they're they're doing all the stuff that they never had time to do and I really do like seeing people kind of wake up in that way. Yes, it is it is a beautiful chance to get back to what it is to be human. Mhm. What's uh what's some of the stuff you've been doing at home? I know that you're uh yeah. you're big with the outdoor life. Yeah, yeah. We um we spend a, a lot of time outside my wife uh, rides horses, and that's a big part of her life. And so she's we're so lucky to be able to have them here at at home. And so she's out doing that quite a bit. And I've been planting trees. I spent a couple of days um, moving some manure around and fertilizing some of the trees that we got around the property, and moving some wood chips and mulching. And uh, I just tore a perfectly good window casing off of a window and what I'm going to be building into a home office uh, because I didn't like the design of it. So I'm going to redo that. And so I'm getting pretty nitpicky. I organized um, my uh, hardware in the garage mm-hmm. so spent uh, an afternoon sorting screws and bolts. Um, that was interesting. 
as a moment where I realized, has it really come to this? Uh, but uh, just you know, finding things to build. Um, I've been playing a lot of video games. You know, I, I heard you say on the on the show the other day that you've been playing Call of Duty. I've been playing Warzone with some friends, and I got that new Doom game, which is amazing. Nice. And um, exercise. Holy shit, man! <laughs> I mean, there, that cannot be oversold. Just the importance of of getting up and moving around, and we have more time than ever. And uh, especially for those who are used to going to the gym, I'm sure they've already, you know, managed to find ways to, to get things done at home, but just little body weight routines. I mean, it's, it's just so beneficial just to get your heart going just a little bit even, or just to do some stretching and, um, you know, it just, the, just the little things that, that really kind of make us feel good about ourselves and make us feel healthy. I mean, cooking a lot, which I usually don't do, you know, I'll be perfectly honest. Kate did probably 99% of the cooking for us for the past Oh, probably 10 years and so it's been fun to pick that up and realize that I, I can still cook and I do know what I'm doing and I can get in and, and learn some new recipes and, and make some good food and uh, just try and you know live as, as good as I can without <clears throat> spending any money right you know, that's that's the crazy thing it's just finding things to do here at home uh, utilizing the resources that you know we have here rather than you know, just going out and buying something or or doing something like that because I just don't feel like that's a good idea right now. Well, I think I think piercers uh, are pretty notorious about uh, toys. You know, just like oh, yeah. collecting things and incredibly expensive habits and just blowing through uh, their their extra money. Because you know, I, I think a lot of piercers came from uh, a background where they they never really had uh, disposable income before or not yeah. the levels that a, a, a busy piercer can have. So now what I've been trying to do is same thing is, is, uh, trying to conserve money and resources, but that also means like re-exploring the things that I already have, you know, going back and reading those books that were piling up or mm-hmm. watching those, those like rewatching favorite movies. Cause I bought the DVD or whatever. And then going through my cupboard and finding all the ingredients that I've just been, that I've been sitting around there and then just making some wacky, crazy dinner, you know, and just being able to, to do stuff with the stuff you already have and realize that like, you've probably got a whole world in your closet and in your cupboards and all that stuff and just reconnecting with it and exploring or even just, you know, doing the whole spark joy thing and just clearing out maybe some of that old clutter has been great for me. I've done all of that. You know, I think 2020 is going to be the, the most organized year in human history. Yeah. I think we're all going to have, like, spreadsheets of our vinyl collections and, like, <laughs> you know, take all those shop logistics and apply them to our, our households. Yeah, yeah. Or just, you know, pulling out the gardening stuff and um, just learning something. You know, mm-hmm. this is such a, such a great opportunity to do that. But also it's a great opportunity to relax. You know, it's easy for me to get, like you were saying, just all or nothing and just be obsessive. And just get get sucked into one thing and, and get totally out of balance. Whether it's video games or whether it's you know building something for my house, you know it, it can be something productive, and I can be just as immersed in it to an unhealthy level sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really gotten I haven't really gotten into outdoor productivity yet because it's still mm-hmm. a little bit on the cold side here. But yeah, uh, I think over here too. In another week or two, I think I'll be able to get out there and start turning some stuff over. And I, I, I just want to have a whole bunch of plants and flowers and have a whole bunch of like bees and wildlife just hanging out in my backyard. That's my goal. That sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. I want to try to make some mead, too. I've had this like 
I've had a lot of honey in, in reserves and I've been I've been wanting to make some mead. So I think as soon as it warms up a little bit, I might try to do like wild yeast uh, outdoor mead brewing. Maybe. We'll see. I, I think I think mead is so perfectly Ryan Willett. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. You know, like I tried to make bread last week because like, you know, Jeff, Jeff is a huge bread nerd and he's been talking about sourdough and all this stuff. So I was like, yeah, I'll make some bread. And it was a pretty badly failed experiment. So I think I need to do my research on, on making mead and, and try to make a go of it. That's so funny. I was thinking about him last night. We made homemade pizza and uh, mm. just a really simple dough. And I was thinking about what he's been posting. I don't even know what he's doing, but I assume it's probably pretty complicated based on how excited he's getting it. He sent me a video because I was asking him some questions. He sent me the video that inspired him. And I was like, I I do not have that kind of like uh, <laughs> drive right now to, to spend the next week of my life feeding like a yeast starter to make like really good sourdough bread. I would love to, but I'm not going to do that. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting to see, uh, the, the kind of peripheral things that come from, from one hobby. You know, I think that I assume he got into that through making his own beer. And, uh, it seems like somewhat of a, uh, um, a close relative to that making bread or making mm. some kind of you know, dough or something like that. It's just cool making anything, like just seeing people caring about something, having something to like wake up and look forward to, like no matter how small it is or how big it is, it's like just find, find that thing that you've always wanted to do and just start, just start doing it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, no reason to put it off anymore. You got the time and still got time to do the things that feel good as well. Um, but, uh. You know, taking some time to learn something is, is a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I don't really have any other ideas to talk about. Is there anything else that's on your mind? Um. Gosh, I mean, nothing's nothing's obvious. So, I mean, I just want to thank you for your continued service to the community. I think that uh, what you're doing is is really cool, and with all the classes and everything that that you're putting on uh, for people, it just really it goes to show where your heart's at with all of this, you know. Yeah. I think any 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 business, um, you know, it's got to make money to sustain itself. Um, but I just see you putting so much into that and trying to put value into it everywhere you can. And it's just really cool to see you sticking with this. You, know, you see a lot of a lot of podcasts or a lot of projects come and go, and I think to see this one persist. No pressure. Now I got to keep it going. Thanks for you that. You really do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't stop. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you very much, and you've always been really supportive. So, uh, I definitely appreciate that. And you know, let's let's touch base again as we get closer to maybe a reopen date, and you can share what you're doing with Mint. And I, I think we're going to need to basically talk about what the new normal is for our industry because it's not we're not going to be able to go back to the old normal, but we're going to make a new normal. Yeah, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see uh, see where it goes. And uh, yeah, I also just want to say thank you to uh, the jewelry companies out there as well. They're making a huge sacrifice. And they're, mm. they're one of those, those people that, um, you know, my, my expenses and my overhead is adorable compared to, you know, the decisions that, that they're having to deal with right now. So yeah. uh, to them for taking care of their staff or uh, creating businesses that I am proud to support mm -hmm. based on how they treat their people. That's just, that is, it's so cool to see. It's just so cool to see so many people doing the right thing. Yeah. That's yeah. What, what I'm choosing to focus on today. 
Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. You know, I don't want anybody to be judgmental or any of this or any of that. Just like, just keep your eyes open, keep your ears open, just pay attention to like all the, all the good and kind things that people have done, maybe even at their own uh, small sacrifices. So uh, to, to remember, like once we're back up and running, these are the people that, that deserve and need your support. Yep. Yep. And the, the positivity is just a better place to put our energy and the negativity is typically pretty self-correcting in one way or the other. It yeah. doesn't take us point anything out to really, create balance with those kinds of situations. Sure, sure, yeah. And like, you know, if you ever feel negativity, because I know a lot of people out there, the worst part of their day is when they check a news website or they go on Facebook or something like that. And it's like, just put your phone down and pay attention to what's in front of you. You know, if you're with your kids or a partner or a pet or something like that, you you definitely have something positive to focus on. But, you know, if, if you're kind of going through this solo, you know, use Zoom uh, try to try to do things where you have like a connection to somebody that's not about likes and shares and bullshit and whatever. So like I'm I'm loving Zoom and spending time with Lola and watching movies over it and all that stuff. So just focus on focus on positivity. Yeah, that's so fun. My wife is so good at that. That's, yeah. that's one thing. She's so regimented in her day. She has the things that she likes to do. I mean, her routine hasn't changed one bit. Her business, Relic Stoneworks. Um, she makes uh, plugs out of find stones and stuff like that and uh, we have a little workshop here at the house and so she's going back and forth between working on that and taking care of the dogs and uh, you know communicating with her mom uh, and uh, it's uh, it's really cool to see she's a huge inspiration and um, yeah shout out to Kate <laughs> hi Kate <laughs> awesome alright buddy well um, go and uh, do something something nice for yourself today Thanks. I'm gonna start with. Uh, I'm gonna take a shower. Yeah. I'm gonna, see. I'm gonna, keep, I'm gonna start simple today. Self care. Just brush those <laughs> teeth. <laughs> oh, well, hang in there, Ryan. I uh, I love what you're doing, and I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Good talking to you. Yep. All right, bye. All right. So thanks for talking to me, Leo. I appreciate it. I uh, hope everything's going good for you and your family and your staff. I hope the same for everybody else out there uh, listening. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back next week with another episode, and I'm going to be working on some new classes, hopefully. Uh, My previous webinars are all on my Patreon page, so if you want to see the the anatomy webinar, uh, growth strategies, bedside manner, and uh, pretty shortly I'll have that Thunderdome session on there, you can go to patreon.com slash ryanpba. You can get that content, and I'll put a, probably a little bit more technique content on there too. Some of the um, the piercing videos that I don't usually post on uh, YouTube because they're they're from my classes. Uh, so that stuff will be on Patreon. Um, I'm going to work on some new classes that I can do for those free webinar sessions for you. And uh, if anything else comes up with the APP, whether it's me doing it or somebody else doing it, I'll, I'll pass that info along too. And I'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved. Hello. Hello. Um, it is a little bit echoey, but it, it's totally fine. doesn't really make a difference. Okay. I hung a blanket from uh, from the ceiling in hopes that that might uh, create more of a sound studio effect. You should make a fort.
should make a fort. There's enough blankets and stuff in here. I could probably pull it off pretty well. But you got time, I bet. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the list. <laughs> it's been a long time since I made a proper couch fort. 